Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You do not want to be the artist with a whole lot of talent and no audience at a record label these days. That is a curse, not a blessing, and that's what this show is about. We're here to help you create leverage in the music business is why we called it The Climb. Our genius wordsmith put that together, C-L-I-M-B. And uh, let's introduce you to the boy. It's my good friend and co-host, Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And uh, the cool part is Brent helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Duenoel. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Two things you just might need. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, because there is only one singular, Johnny D. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm just working on my intro skills, and it's failing miserably, but, you know, I'm getting better some weeks than others. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) The struggle is real. (laughs) I know. I had a guy ask me today, he's like, dude, you ever do writer's nights? I was like, you do not want me behind a microphone, except on the podcast, and even then only about half the time. (laughs) And even then it's all the dice. (laughs) Even then, it just depends on the day. Oh, I think you do fine behind the mic on the podcast, but I don't want to hear you sing. You're right about that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to hear that. So, hey, man, uh, what are we in for today? That's right. It is one of my episodes where I get to drive this little happy school bus here. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, this one we're calling, When You Confuse the Listener, You Lose the Listener. And so, uh, basically, you know, when you confuse the listener, you lose them. And the scary thing is you might be confusing and losing your listeners without even knowing it, Ooh, which is kind of scary. Some good oh, tricks in to, to, to straighten things out. We're going to try and, and help you realize if you have a problem. Okay. So that's what this one is. Help you realize if you're confusing and losing and not even knowing why. Gotcha. So, yeah, but first. But first, we, we got to. Yeah, we have a, a, a another amazing um, review, five-star review here. And, hey, I, I want to thank everybody for the five-star reviews and, and, and for all the great words. They keep coming in, and that helps us get to more people. So that means the world does. Take a couple minutes if you haven't done it already. Leave a rating and review. And before we forget, because sometimes we forget, join the Climb community online. We had a whole throng of people come in, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to Facebook the, and uh, search for the Climb community. Request to be brought in. We'll bring you in. And uh, all kinds of cool banter back and forth and ask any kind of marketing questions you want to ask. And um, there's lots to be, um, you know, lots to be learned there. It's a good, you know, every, and, and you got to be a good boy and a good girl. You can't be mm-hmm. uh, obnoxious or you will be shown the door. That's right. 
And speaking speaking of which, uh, I, I was just checking it before we got on here, and I saw that uh, we we have a new person, I guess, on the uh, um, in the climb community. They must be new because they dropped in. We're like, hey, here's so and so's new single. Check it out on Spotify. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweetheart, you're new here. <laughs> <laughs> Might uh, suggest you listen one. to the climb. <laughs> It'll help one. you out. <laughs> yeah. Strike one. Wink, wink. I think, right. uh, yeah. I think I just, yeah, I think I saw that too. But uh, I know I was like, oh, do I publicly shame? But yet I don't want to run them off because I want to help them. <laughs> so you came to the right place. You came to the doctor's office sneezing. You thought you were there to get your tire changed or something, maybe sell them something. And you're sneezing you're like, oh no, we got we got the cure for that. Come here, let me give you some Kleenexes. Go back to the room. We're just going to give you a little shot. Yeah. And what episode do they need to listen to? Stop uh, ruining stop Facebook, Facebook episode. Yeah. Yeah. Start there. So God bless. <laughs> So there. All right. So here's this five star review. It is a five star review. It's called Walking and Talking with Treeper the Reaper by Trapeau. I got a fever, and the only prescription is for more cowbell and the climb. Blue Oyster Cult would have been top of the charts much longer if they had this kind of info from Johnny and Brent. The climb will keep your band together, make your songwriting better, and help you understand the marketing behind Will Ferrell's half-belly sweater. Much appreciated, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> well, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad you always get these reviews that way. I get the ones that are written in English and you get those. That's awesome. So <laughs> in English. <laughs> That's, That's funny. great. I will see Will Ferrell's half Billy sweater the rest of the night. Thank you very much. Yeah, Trapeau. right. I'm going to go to sleep thinking about that and it's going to uh, give me no, nightmares. And you write without tripping up. That's awesome. But yeah, seriously though, thank you for the five star review. We appreciate it. Um, we're just thankful y'all are listening. And sharing. Yep. And share. Yeah. By the way, I mean, you know, the stuff y'all like the stuff, please put it out there. It'll make you cool. You know, there it you makes go. you cool when you share really good stuff and it helps somebody else out and they're just like, Wow, thanks for turning me on to this. This is amazing, you know, and, and uh that's that's what we all want to be after all is is cool. You know. Mm-hmm. So you tell me tell me how not to confuse and lose, Brent. That's right. All right. Well okay, so when you confuse a listener, you lose a listener. But your first thought might be well, does it really matter if the listener gets a little bit lost or a little confused by your song, right? Well, if it's hooky and it has some cool lines, isn't that enough? No. It is no. not enough. No, it is not. Now, if you're, you know, if you're a successful signed artist or you're working with the artist, you might have some wiggle room on the whole clarity thing, right? Or if you're an artist in a different genre, I mean, I, Pop. I pour up. You know, or some rock like I tore up August and everything after by the Counting Crows, like when I was in college, wore that CD out. You know, like Mr. Jones yeah. and Long December. No, Long December is on a different record. But anyway, so, you know, Purple Blue Buildings and Omaha and all these songs wore them out. No idea what Adam Durris was talking about. <laughs> like, I thought it was just me. I thought I wasn't well, cool enough to get it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, we could very well be in an uncool boat, but. I don't know what he's talking about, but it moved me. There'd be like a line or two in there that would still move me. And it hit me in this, the place I was living at the time, you know, but it was more abstract art. That's the way I looked at that stuff. It's more abstract art. I see brushstrokes. It's, I don't see a portrait of something, but it still moves me. Whereas country music, especially, is more concrete art. It's portraits. It's landscapes. It is what it is. Whereas some some other genres can be more abstract, impressionist, that sort of stuff. You can get away with some. And also, Counting Crows, dude, 
he wrote his own stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, man. Sort of like Joni Mitchell thing, you know? We, we kind of brought this up, uh, like, on a side point in another podcast where we talked about um, Phil Collins' Susu Studio. You know, mm-hmm. what the hell does that mean? Like, in pop music, um, it's almost like rolling off the tongue is more important than whether or not the dots are connecting on the story, right? right. And mm-hmm. And especially when you consider the fact that Phil Collin wrote Susudio and that Adam Duritz wrote all the stuff for the County Crows. Um, He gets to do whatever he wants to do as long as he's compelling. But, you know, if you're going to be a pro songwriter in country music, um, you don't get to do that because... No. But you might be a songwriter listening to this that is an artist, so you've got to sort of factor in your wiggle room there, you you know, because uh, you can definitely get away with stuff when you're the artist... Then, uh, you know, one of my favorite records was, man, did you, you ever get into Mother Love Bone, Brent? No, I didn't. No. Oh, that was like Pearl Jam before it was Pearl Jam. with, And I liked them much better than Pearl Jam. But um, with uh, Andrew Wood. And if you ever heard the um, Temple of the Dog uh, record, that was all written by Chris Cornell about Andrew Wood. Because mm-hmm. they were roommates. And, oh, okay. uh, but, but, I mean, he had that kind of weird, you know... Welcome to the temple of the dog. Like he had weird lyrics, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was all like, kind of like trippy. And yeah, it was all trippy Nirvana and weird. Stuff. And, and yeah. I remember a thing with Michael Stipe. It might have been on like VH1 Storytellers back in the day. He was talking about like he had trouble remembering the lyrics to their stuff for a while. There's certain period of REM stuff. He's like, because they didn't make any sense. <laughs> so he had trouble remembering them on stage. Yeah, he's too know, busy trying to bash General Electric for. Yeah. For stuff that he shouldn't be bashing for, but I digress. Sorry. Yeah, but so anyway, so your mileage may vary depending on genre, depending on if you know if you're a compelling artist, if you're freaking Michael Stipe, you can sing about stuff I don't understand, but it's still compelling. Yep. But this is this is what this the sweet spot of what I'm talking about here is if you are an outside writer looking in trying to get cuts. So if you're doing that, you really need to communicate clearly, and especially in you know in the country world. And this for a couple of reasons. One is just the amount of gatekeepers your song has to get through to get recorded. Yeah. And so it has to go through an A&R person. It has to go through a producer, producer's assistant, people at the labels and all these people. And the artist, they all have to hear it. And really the first time they hear it, be moved by it. And so something's got to grab them enough to get that second listener even listen through the rest of the song. And I think we, when you confuse, you take a big risk on losing them because the artist wants to, you know, embody this character, this event, this situation, whatever's going on in the song for three minutes at a time for the rest of their careers. That's what they're hoping. This for a career song, mm-hmm. and if they don't really know what's going on, there's going to be an emotional disconnect there. So it it really does matter. And I've been in A and R meetings, you know, pitch meetings, take my song in, and I remember this one. Several years ago, I mean, it's been over ten years now. It was on my first publishing deal, and I took this song in called uh, "You Can't Cheat on a Memory." I wrote with uh, Lane Turner. Ooh. I think it's just me and Lane, but it's a cool song. It's you know, it's country, te- kind of Texas country thing, and you know, he's talking about you know, he's dancing with this girl, and he feels like I can tell that you feel uncomfortable, like you're, you know, you shouldn't be here with me. But girl, you can't cheat on a memory. You know, it didn't have a heart to break. All this stuff. It's uh, cool. I just, but I remember, you know, I felt good about it. We demoed it. My publisher loved it and everything. And so we demoed it. And I took it to this pitch meeting, played it for this person. And they and our person, you know, turned it off like 
partway through the course or someone's like, I got, I got a little lost in the first verse. Uh-oh. So they were done. They were out. Now, you know, whether it was really written confusingly or not, it was to them. Yep. So I can't argue with that. A different day, maybe they'd have heard it different. But that day, I got, I got a little lost. Next. Moving on. Oh. So I've had that happen a couple times. And sometimes it's just the day they haven't had their coffee, which means you go back later. If you believe in it and you know it's well-written, you keep trying. But that's just an example of showing you confuse, you lose. All right? So that song did not get past first base on that day because they got a little lost in the verse. It happens. We move on. But yeah. so... You know, getting a song on an album is hugely competitive. And, you know, having your song be a little confusing may be just enough reason for the artist or the label or whoever to turn it down and for it to not make the record or for it to maybe make the record if you're really lucky, but not be a single. It's so competitive, your song's going to be going up against somebody's whose is clear. And if it's clear, it's probably going to be more memorable because the artist knows what's going on so they can remember the story in it and the emotion. And so it just may be more like, I can remember that one better. So let me just do that one. Because I can sing it better. I know it better. So I'm going to be singing. <clears throat> so a couple of reasons. Yes, it, it does matter, especially the water I'm swimming in, which is country music. So, And also, you know, if the song somehow makes it through the gatekeepers and actually hits the listener's ears, you know, you start, the artist plays it out live or, you know, they you get on the record or something, or even if it is released as a single, let's say somehow it makes it through it is not going to be as successful as it could have been. It won't connect with the listener's emotions as deeply as it should. So if, if I'm having to decode what's going on in your song or ask myself, hey, what just happened? Or, you know, okay, what are they singing about? I'm, I'm up in my head. But that's not where my emotions are. You want the listener to be in their hearts, not in their heads. So it's kind of like, you know, you're at a movie and all of a sudden you see the you know, the, the boom might drop into frame. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> it takes you out of the moment, right? Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you see the puppets on the, or you see the strings on the puppet kind of thing. You see, you know, the mat, you lose the magic for a minute. It's kind of like that. You're having to, in a way, step out of the song to try and get meta on it and understand, wait, okay, how does this fit together? What's going on here? Instead of just being in the moment, being along for the ride. If you're confused, you tend to get moved from your heart back up to your head ain't no money in your head the money is connected to the heart (laughs) okay so if you don't connect emotionally to your listener they are probably not going to connect financially with your song yep all right because that's the thing that's what music is for we're not most music especially commercial music is not to give you an intellectual experience or exercise you know this is not the escape room where you're trying to figure out clues and figure out the song by the time it's over it's not usually like that it's about a moment creating an emotion and if I'm confused, confusion is not the emotion I want to go for <laughs> in my listener. No. That's not they go like, oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Let's stream that again. Not not really what we're talking about. So, uh, yeah, it's important to keep the listener in their heart and not get hung up in their heads through you know confusion, through lack of clarity, that sort of thing. Yeah. Same thing's true with marketing. I mean. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting that message across, um, clearly, when you're marketing the artist, you know, if 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 uh, Celine Dion had come out with her first record and she looked like Guns N' Roses, that mm-hmm. that wouldn't work. 
That would yeah, like, wait, like, what? Not, uh, am I scared of you? Is or... she beautiful or is she a gutter rat? I don't know. Like... I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that matters in so many ways. Yeah, I'm not sure how to feel. What's my call to action? What do you want me to do? What yeah. do you want me to feel? I'm not I'm not sure. It's I'm prepared like to take your direction. I just don't know what the hell you're telling me to do. <laughs> no, you're telling me to, or tell me, tell me to feel, yeah. Exactly. So, but, you know, I'm sure that you might be like, okay, well, why in the world would anyone write, record, and pitch a confusing song? Thing is, you've probably done it. Or you're probably doing it now. You just don't know it, okay? Because it's that's the scary thing about it is you might not even know your own song is confusing. You listen to it, and it makes perfect sense to you. You read the lyrics, makes perfect sense to you. But your listeners kind of do the you know cock their head to the side thing and look at you like, huh? If that's the case, <laughs> your songs just might suffer from the curse. Of knowledge. Right. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. knowledge. I know. Knowledge. Then it's not a curse, right? You think knowledge is a good thing. Well, it is a good thing, but only if you put the required amount of knowledge into your song and don't keep it all up in your head and don't share it. So basically what the curse of knowledge is, is when you know what happens, you know the story behind the song. You know, Maybe you're telling a true story. You lived it, so you know it. Maybe it's your co-writer story, or maybe it's a story you're making up in your head, but you made up so much of it that I was listening to a an interview with a um, a songwriter about a, a song. I can't remember what it was, but they said there were like three extra verses in that song that they whittled down to what became the hit. They're like, we know what color the girl's eyes are. We know what hometown she grew up in. Like They had the whole story lined out. They didn't put all that in the song, but they put enough of it that we knew what was going on. We didn't need those other details. The curse of knowledge is when you know all these details, the backstory, all this stuff, but you don't put enough of them into the story. You leave too many of them up in your head. So when the listener hears a song and they don't know what all is in your head, they only have what you put on paper and what you recorded, they're confused. You haven't put, you haven't connected enough of the dots there for the listener. They aren't you. They don't know what's in your head. You're not there to explain it to them before the song. It's just has to stand on its own. So the curse of knowledge is, well, it looks clear to me. Well, yeah, because you have other information in your head. You have half the dots in your head, half the dots on the page, so you can connect them all and make the picture. You only have the dots you put on the page. And so we can't make that picture. Or we may come out with a completely wrong picture or an incomplete one and we're frustrated. That makes sense, Johnny? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, is there some kind of exercise or trick or mental instrument that you use to, to, to like, double-check that to make sure that... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. That most of those uh, yeah. dots are on the page and not up in your head. <clears throat> What's uh, the yes, litmus I, test for that? I, I do one-on-one coaching. <laughs> okay. No, but I mean, when you're writing, no, right? Um, I'm just playing. I mean, I'm not playing, but I'm joking. So, yeah, there, there are a couple of things you can do uh, about that. Um, so, because it's really the curse of knowledge, what makes it sucks so hard <laughs> is that for the listener is it's like making them listen to one half of a phone call. Like, yeah. have you ever been that, like, you know, your girlfriend's <laughs> in the kitchen or whatever, you walk in and she's on the phone, she's like, oh my gosh, look at that, oh, that's amazing, that's terrible, that's, and first of all, you tell your girlfriend to get off the helium, but anyway, <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, and you tell her to stop smoking, <laughs> but, but you're like, what? and you're like, and you're standing there, right, and you're trying to make eye, eye contact, like, what's going on? Yeah, what's happening? What? Who's, who's sick? Who got married? Who's pregnant? Who's both? Whatever, you know? Do I need to be alarmed? Can I, go, can I go back and watch football? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's frustrating, right? You're like, come on, get off. Awesome. Give me something. Give me mouth. You know, go, it's Cindy and she's pregnant. Something. I can, you know. <laughs> right. And they don't. You're just waiting for them to hang up so they can explain to you what's going on. That's what it's like when you have the curse of knowledge and you're writing your half of the conversation in the song and the listener is not privy to the other voice on the phone. Because the other voice on your phone is the one in your head that never made it to the page or to the recording. It's frustrating and we hate it. Okay. And, and so the difference you, is in your example, like it's your girlfriend or a significant other and it's somebody that you care about so you're interested in finding out. But with your song, yeah. nobody would be interested. No, no. <laughs> even, even with like my wife, I'll be like, all right, I'm out. Whatever. You tell me later, I'm out. <laughs> Go turn the TV back on or whatever. Yeah. If it's important, she'll tell me later. I'd do that with your song. I'm just not ever coming back to it because your song can't call me later. Walk in and go, oh my goodness, the best news, right? So, okay. Uh, so basically, it's you, yeah, you're leaving out vital pieces of information your, your listener needs in order to connect with and understand your song. So, okay. So how do we overcome it? Get into your, get into your question, Johnny. Um, I think sometimes it helps to put the song away for a while. And just come back to it with fresh eyes and ears, right? Give it some space. So if it's a story you're making up, or if it's something you just went through yesterday, you let those feelings cool. You you stick it in the drawer for two weeks, and you come back and you and you listen to it, mm-hmm. and to see like, all right, this makes sense. And you try to get some distance. Yeah. So that's one way to do it. Give it a fortnight, okay? <laughs> so, um, which I'm bringing that word back. <laughs> I know, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake's bringing sexy back. You're bringing Fortnite back. <laughs> bring Fortnite back. Yeah, baby. Awesome. Yeah, and bring the arcade phrases. 
All right. So, um, so that's one way. All right. Give it, give it the, give it the Fortnite. Um, and the other thing is practice. You write more and more songs, and you just keep asking yourself, "Is this all the necessary information, or is all the necessary information on the page? Like, is everything here that needs to be here? Am I following the, my line of thought? What is actually being said to the listener? And you just kind of pick it apart as you're rewriting or as you're writing. Uh, you know, it can still be tricky though to catch the curse of knowledge. Even playing it for your friends and family may not be enough. So, you know, maybe because they know you, they'll know what you're talking about. They know, you know, I don't know, Mandy that you went to prom with, and they know what a basket case she was. And so when you talk about it in vague terms, they're like, oh, yeah, I know. You're talking about Mandy. Or they know how great, you know, Sherry was and whatever, you know, and her nickname for you. So it makes sense. So there's that kind of stuff. They may be in on the inside joke, right? Or they're just nice, and they tell you it's good because they're nice, and they don't know what else to say, <laughs> right? Right. Or because you drove the truck that uh, the tailgate, which they're sitting on in the field, and they're scared you're going to drive off and leave them. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so good. That's you're saying they have so an agenda. <laughs> or even even if they are able to tell you what it's about, like, oh yeah, that's about blah blah blah. Even if you go, hey, just listen to this. Tell me what. It's about, tell me what happened. Just tell it back to me, you know, so I know if it's clear. They're able to tell you that stuff, get the gist of it. They may not um, know those small confusions, be able to point out the, the small confusions, which would be a pet killer on a professional level. So they may be go, oh, yeah, yeah, that song's about, you know, the your girl broke your heart and she drove off in your car, you know, at prom. And, um, but they may not be go, yeah, in the second verse the second half of the first verse there's this thing here that kind of threw me but i stuck with it listened to the whole thing because you're my buddy and i got the gist of it but there's some things here and there that kind of confuse me they may not point those out because why would they really if they get the gist of it but on a professional level just like the a and r meeting i had where they turned it off because like eh, i got a little lost in the first verse yeah they're they're probably not going to do that for you are there some but common if, things that writers do that that create the potholes for confusion why yes johnny there are <laughs> and, and i'll do these quickly because we're, we're you know our, our times are flying but one thing might be just too many characters you got me and my girlfriend my girlfriend's mother and my girlfriend's sister and my brother and his best friend and he's got too many people going on that you're name dropping and right it's just too much going on right so like too much story too much action going on where I'm like, whoa, whoa, I missed one thing. What happened? Wait, what? You know, like those heist movies. We're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So how did they get into the vault in the first place? Just that, wait, what? <laughs> well, I just had to wait for a second. What happened? <laughs> I, yeah, I went to the bathroom. What happened? <laughs> so th- those kind of things. So you got to be careful with too much story, too many players in it, too you know, too much, uh, too many characters. Another thing might be confusing pronouns. So if you one thing I try to avoid is like two she's in a song. Like I'm singing about my girlfriend and I'm singing about my ex-girlfriend. She's great, but she sucks. She's great, but I don't miss her anymore. You know, I don't miss her anymore because she's great. Wait, who? What? 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 Yeah, you got yeah. like little things like that. You got to watch, watch sure, out for. Sure, two she's. Saying, well, one of you is going to be an I and one of you is going to be a she. I'm going to sing the I to my current girlfriend because she's the one I'm still talking to. I don't know why I'm telling her about my old one. But still, you know, like, you are great. She's terrible. You are great. I don't miss her anymore. That right. clear. Thanks. Who you're talking to. 
So I try to be careful about that. You know, if you got two he's, two she, you know, just and again, it's kind of a too many characters thing as well. So there are ways you can streamline that. Uh, time jumps. If you don't set up that, oh, between the end of the course and the second verse, five years have passed. Right. And you, now you're going off to college or something. Like, whoa, what, what, what? And I'm having to kind of, you know, recalibrate the pictures in my head. I still saw them as a, you know, 13 year old little girl and now she's going to college okay different picture in my head okay you know that kind of stuff right <clears throat> and that takes you out of the song and then while you're kind of recalibrating that picture or whatever get kind of redoing all the information in your head you might be missing the next line which is something that you needed to know now you don't know how they got in the vault right now you're screwed <laughs> right um what else um of course, the curse of knowledge is a thing, too, just where you just leave out details and stuff that's important, you know. Uh, and also unclear emotions from the singer. I mean, there are just songs where maybe you can't pin on exactly what it is, but you're like, they sound happy, but I think they're talking about something sad. So sometimes that can, like, I'm not sure how to feel. I'm emotionally confused a little bit. You sound happy, but you're telling me you're going to punch me in the face, but you're smiling. Did I run? Do I hug you? What are we doing? I hear that a lot in like amateur songs, man. Like that whole thing where I'm just like, wow, like it's not clear, you know, yeah, what we're supposed to feel. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're feeling, so I don't know what I'm feeling. Like there's there's one time uh, Emily and I were, um, she was asking about something that she was wanting to do something and that I didn't want to do. And so, you know, I kind of made uh, sent like a, a jokey kind of text back, and I was like, "Boy, this could go wrong." <laughs> you know, oh, but it might make her laugh, or it might make her mad. I'm not sure where she is and what kind of mood she's in at the moment. And she just, you know, typed back a "ha ha." I was like, "I'm not sure how to read that." <laughs> I'm like, "Is that like a ha ha? Oh, you witty boy that I fell in love with, <laughs> or like ha ha? You're on the couch." Like I'm, whoa, ho, 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 ho. yeah, like uh, haha. I'm I'm smashing all your Don Williams records as we speak. Oh. You know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, thankfully, things have never gotten that bad. But that kind of you're like, there's ambiguity there. Like, ooh, am I nervous or am I just happy that I'm made her smile and hopefully we're moving past this little disagreement? We can just shove it under the carpet with all the other stuff. I don't know. So things like that. Um, so there are just a plethora of ways you can you know, confuse your listener. And and but, typically, like, if you could put, like, a twist in a song or something, I mean, like, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking about, like, Carrie Underwood's Two Black Cadillacs. <laughs> like, isn't it usually, like, one line and it's right at the end, like, boom, you know? Like, you don't really know what's going on until the very last line, and then it yeah. takes that twist where it's all dark, it's all crazy, everybody's hurting, and it's like, no, we got to run <laughs> him, you know? Like, like, yeah. like, something like that. Like, usually it's, it's not... I, I think if you try to get to it too quick... It, then it gets weird. Yeah, or if you try to drag out the suspense so long that it just becomes confusing, where they're not intrigued, they're just confused. Like, because I'm trying not to give it away, but I'm trying to draw it out, and I'm trying to, you know, on purpose give you misinformation, you know, give you the red herring, the whatever. Yeah. That stuff can mess people up, too, because I, I try not to do, I mean, I've written those last line, oh my goodness, but I try to write them in such a way that it's fulfilling and clear the whole way through. Like, even if you don't get that big aha at the end, right. like if you sh- turn it off right before, then you'd be like, that's a cool song. I yeah. get it. Yeah. No, no, you thought you got it. 
<laughs> but you didn't. But get here's it. this other thing. That, oh, then you then you get it all over again, right? <laughs> what happened was you get it all over again. <laughs> exactly in a whole different way. So it's kind of like, you know, almost like the Sixth Sense. He has this cool ghost story. This kid sees ghost, you know, and if you turn it off five minutes before the end or whatever, you're like, man, that's a creepy story. That was cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because the story but like he, went up there the whole way. Like you know, exactly, it didn't. It didn't wait for the twist to save it and make your whole time worthwhile. Because people right. don't sit to that. That's right. I mean, they don't even do it for three minute songs. You're not going to do it for a two hour movie. So, so I like to build them where every step of the way it's it's interesting and you and maybe you think you know where you're going and you're good with that and then we hit you with the whammy like oh my goodness, glad I didn't leave early. It makes you see it a whole new way. I want to listen to it again. <laughs> How many people went? to go back to the sixth sense because they wanted to catch all the clues they missed. Like, I got to see that again. Wait, what? Or the prestige is another good one. A Christopher Nolan thing. That's a good movie. That's got one of those killer endings. And you're like, Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So yeah, I try to try not to, I try to not backload all the, the cool stuff in those kind of songs. Yeah. And you know, and another way, a big way to, overcome the curse of knowledge is to we're talking about you know your mama and them and, and your friends and stuff may not be the best ears they're good ears they're better than no ears but the best ears are the professional ears and i just want to tell you about something we got coming up here at songwriter pro you want to hear about it yeah 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 so um it's time for the play for publisher event again it's time again do these about once a quarter and uh, we're doing it again this time our guest is dan hodges from dan hodges music he's he was the guy behind stuff like Good Directions for Billy Carrington and our buddy Jason Wilkes, Brides for Dan. And so he's a music road producer, or publisher, I mean. And oh, wow. uh, he's going to be our guest in September. And it's coming up September 18th. So Monday, September 18th is the next time we're going to get together. So what you can do is you, if you want to find out details, you go to giftfrombrent.com. You can download my free ebook, and it puts you on the songwriters, Songwriting Pro Insiders list where you get all the information about you know, how it's coming up, how to enter your song, where to go to do all that. That's really just the best place to go. So even if you're listening to this in the future, like I said, I, I, try, I basically do these once a quarter. So if you miss the one with Dan, I probably have another one coming up. Go ahead and download giftfrombrent.com, get to the free ebook, and you'll hear about the next one that's coming up. But it's your chance to get your song heard by a legit music row publisher, one that's in the business, getting cuts, has writers, the real deal and then get some feedback on it and see like is this confusing is this not confusing it's really competitive to get your song heard we don't dan doesn't listen to everything but we go through we kind of weed stuff out pick the ones we think he's gonna like the best so get from brent.com check it out be watching your email you get all the details and you've had some like you you developed some relationships in the past with that between writers and publishers right who are like i like this writer like i like this and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, after one of them, you know, one of the publishers was like, "Man, I think I might have a spot for that one song. Like, I think I might have a pitch idea for that." I'm like, cool. You know, let me know how it goes. Yeah. I was talking to um, another one the other day, a different publisher I've had as a guest. He was like, "Yeah, there's that one guy. That he called me up about something. I was I was curious to hear more about blah blah blah." You know, so they they you know it's a way for them to come a little more familiar with you. Hear some hear a song. 
It's in where you have their full attention. They listen to the whole thing. You get to interact a little bit, get some FaceTime. It's online, so no matter where in the world you are, you can join in. We've had folks come in from Australia, you know, online from Australia. I don't know, I think Canada, Nashville, of course, different places around the U.S. Uh, so That's it's cool. awesome. Yeah. So it's a chance to in a virtual room with a publisher, have them listen to your whole song, give feedback, and ask a follow-up question or two. It's really cool. So giftfrombrent.com. Or you can check out songwritingpro.com slash store. It'll link you through there and you can see what all's available, whatever event I have going on. But Perfect. What a great way to get your song if you're not in the inner circle here, in the inner circle. Right. What a right. killer vehicle for doing that. I mean, like, like, oh my gosh. Like, I wish, I wish I had something like this when I was... Thought I was writing songs back in the day. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Well, Killer Man, that brings us to the end of another uh, episode of The Climb. Remember, if you liked what you heard, please share it. Um, please leave a rating and review. Let us know what you think about it. And, uh, you know, try to be clever. Because um, we don't care if you're clever or not. We're going to read it anyway. We'll make you famous. And, um, hey, we're going to do another episode of um, the Song Title Challenge. So, if you're new to the podcast, send in uh, any song title that you'd like and uh, I uh, to info at daredevilproduction.com. Info at daredevilproduction.com. It's production is singular. There is no S. And I store all those. I, I, I pop them on Brent like in real time, like while we're recording the podcast and just let him sort of mentally riff out like how he would structure that and kind of st- start to... to lay the blueprint out for some different ways that you could spin that song. Uh, you, It's not a co-write. You you retain 100% of the song and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you some, some different views on it. And um, to get involved in that, all you need to do, all you need to do, Mm-hmm. Send us along, send us along some um, some song titles that you have, some of your best song titles. So there you have it. Um, anyway, guys, uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, we're, we keep breaking records on the downloads. Super exciting, and uh, we want you to win, man. So keep, uh, you know. We, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I mess up the intro, you mess up the outro. That's how we do. Let's bounce, yin and yang. <laughs> So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the bottom. Oh, crap. Oh, top. <laughs> see you at the top. Oh, I got cocky. <laughs> I got cocky. <laughs> see y'all later. <laughs>
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 